0: Welcome to Phone Messages, Episode 200, The Last Message. My name is Paul Mason Foch. This week I play the final message on the last of my four tapes from Chicago. The source of the message is a mystery, and it is less than five seconds long. Let's listen. Since this is the last piece of sound on the tape, it's possible that it is a leftover fragment from an older recording. As a technology, cassette tapes were easy to record over, meaning if you did not have a blank tape, you could reuse one that had music on it you rarely listened to anymore. Theoretically, you could do this many times, although sound quality would degenerate with reuse. Recording over old cassettes made them into a palimpsest, with clips from past recordings sometimes emerging in the gaps or at the end of a tape, as might be the case here. If this final sound is not a leftover fragment... It could be part of an outgoing message. But this is unlikely since usually I saved my outgoing messages in their entirety and outgoing message tapes were at minimum 15 seconds long. Finally, the sound could have been left through an incoming call. Perhaps the background music from someone who decided to hang up after they had dialed the wrong number, or a song left intentionally, as Chris Pearson sometimes did, when he called. The other mystery this fragment presents involves the name of the song. Because it is such a short clip, the music app Shazam was unable to recognize it. But my best guess would be some 60s psychedelic rock band like Jefferson Airplane, since the power vocals remind me of Grace Slick. As I said, this is the final recording on my last cassette of Chicago phone messages, and so I've decided to conclude the podcast at 200 episodes. At one point, I considered returning to my first tape and reaching out to people I have not yet interviewed. When I began the podcast nearly four years ago, my plan was to reflect on the 1980s using just my personal memories. The first interview did not appear until episode 26, and it was with Chris Pearson, who also happens to be the last person I interviewed. It's important to emphasize that there are many messages I have not yet played because I was unable to find the person who called and receive their permission. Consequently, I am not ruling out the possibility of future bonus episodes with one of these missing voices. I also had hoped to include phone messages saved by others but the flood of tapes from listeners never appeared. At the same time, now that I have hit 200 episodes, I am wary of becoming repetitive or falling into the trap of jumping the shark. The phrase jump the shark refers to the moment a television show loses its creative edge and became part of popular media in 1997 when radio host John Hine used his website called jumptheshark.com to create a list of episodes after which a TV series went into decline. The phrase was coined in 1985 while Hine was a student at the University of Michigan and his buddies were discussing when their favorite shows had gone downhill. When someone mentioned Happy Days, Hines' roommate, Sean Connolly, jumped in and said, That's easy. It's when Fonzie jumped the shark, referring to the 1977 Season 5 episode when the Fonz jumps over a shark in water skis. Strangely enough, rather than leading to the show's decline, after its Jump the Shark episode, Happy Days went on to have six more seasons and consistently received high Nielsen ratings. This has been pointed out by stars Ron Howard and Henry Winkler when asked to comment on the catchphrase. John Hine went on to publish a book in 2002 that explores how the concept can be applied to phenomena beyond the media realm, such as when the Boston Red Sox traded Babe Ruth in 1920 or when Michael Dukakis wore a helmet during his 1988 presidential campaign. Ironically, the Jump the Shark website itself Went on to jump the shark after it was acquired by Gemstar, the parent company of TV Guide, in 2006. In 2009, it was made a sub website of TVGuide.com, and by 2013, it had disappeared completely. Nonetheless, people continue to apply the phrase in many contexts. In the past 12 months, it has been applied to the iPhone by a writer for Macworld, to central main power in a letter to the editor of the Portland Herald Press, and to the Australian Liberal Party by the Premier of Western Australia. If you think this podcast jumped the shark long ago, please contact me at pfoch.com. That's p-f-o-t-s-c-h dot Before concluding the podcast, I must thank all those who participated in it by allowing me to use their old messages, and especially those that took the time to be interviewed. Thanks also to my occasional editor, Sadie Levin, and, previously, Dewas Gurung. Finally, I am so grateful to all of you regular listeners out there. Although I never had a large audience, I know there were a few of you who tuned in every week. Thanks very much for listening. Talk to you, well, when I talk to you.